guys, welcome back to another episode of Honest Chat with JR. Um, something I forgot to mention in the last episode, I don't remember if I did, is that I went down to actually have this conversation that you're about to listen to with Pastor Bob, um, and I went down with Pastor Alex. So, if you're tuning in for the first time, um, this is actually a two-part episode with a bonus episode that's going to be coming um, separately. So I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode because it lays the ground for what you're about to hear next. Regardless, yeah, welcome. If you're tuning back in, welcome back. And um, yeah, I want to encourage you to grab a pen, a piece of paper, um, and you know, jot some notes down. So this is part two of the conversation. I think this is where um, we, we start to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty and finding out really what it's like to um, to be Pastor Bob, I suppose, when it comes to what you're called to and what God called him to. And so I hope that this encourages you, just the rawness, the, the realness of this um, and really that, that it encourages all of us as well and one of the things I, f- I forgot to mention in the previous episode is just how joyful, how positive, how God-centered Pastor Bob is and he's a giant, he's incredible um, and I loved this conversation so be blessed, let's jump straight. We're talking about Perth but can you tell us a little bit of how you moved out of the um, being part of the missions team in, in England and then the vision and the steps towards coming to Perth yeah um, Margaret and I we felt we we wanted to set because of our missions involvement yeah. especially with the oriental culture our whole disposition had been expanded to embrace other cultures and and uh, and see how other cultures work, and and we've got this thing in our mind about an international Christian centre. That was okay. that was the thing, you know, a multicultural uh, uh, Christian centre. Yeah. And um, so uh, we went to London, and we booked in a hotel in London for uh, uh, three or four days to suss out and pray. Is this where you want us to be? Because we thought London so multicultural, you know, we'll yeah. we'll be able and and then we can reach the nations through London uh, yeah. from that involvement of having other cultures. There'll be contacts that will come out of that that we can that like we can a touch. Hub. Yeah, like a hub. Yeah. yeah, and so that was how we we were we were feeling. But I was still on the missions team yeah. and still travelling and still going visiting all the missionaries in the various areas and and I came. And I'd been away, and on this particular trip, I had been away two, uh, three yeah. months altogether, three months. Yeah. Uh, and I'd been invited to come to Australia to preach for a spiritual emphasis week at, at Chris Peterson's Bible College in Queensland, his church. Yeah. And and uh, this was through another contact that I won't uh, go into all that. And mm. and so. When I was on the, the, the team, uh, on the missions travelling, and I got this invitation, Ray Belfield, this guy I bought the camp with, had also been the pastor of Hyde Park Church 30 years previously. In Perth? In Perth. Wow. 
Okay. Ray Belfield had actually been in Perth wow. as the pastor of Hyde Park, and he's and I'm talking with him. Said, "Oh, I'm, I've had this invite to go to Chris Peterson's," and oh, he said, "You better go to Perth and and then and and and, 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 and you know and 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 obviously see George Forbes, the missions director in Melbourne, mm. and and link up with him for missions and can we work together in any way? All that. Yeah. So we set up an itinerary. I was going to go to Perth. Then I was going to go to uh, uh, Andrew Evans at Paradise Church in, in Adelaide. Um, that was when it was Andrew Evans, but now it's uh, Planet Shape. Oh no, yeah, well, one of his sons is. Anyway, that. Yeah. And then go to Melbourne and then go to Queensland yeah. to do this spiritual emphasis week. Oh, right. So it was all planned and I got it all worked out and. And I'd, I'd done all the missions work and I'd come back to Singapore to readiness to go on to Perth uh, to now do the Australian bit. I know I didn't want I'd been away eight weeks then mm. and I didn't want to go to Perth. I didn't want to go to Australia. I met some missionaries there. Oh, so I could just fly home from here. But anyway, I had to. But when I'm on the plane and I get the magazine out of the back of the coming to Perth and I open the map out, Wow, yeah, Perth is very near to Southeast Asia. Yeah. This could be a real uh, Perth International Christian Fellowship or centre, you know. So but this could be the hope to reach Asia, which is what my heart was. Uh, yeah, so so we, we, we thought, I'm thinking, oh, oh. And so the guy that picks me up, Jim McCourt from the airport, we're driving to, to I stayed with him in the drive, he, and he suddenly says to me, brother, you're going to be the next pastor of Hyde Park Church. Wow. And I... And I it's the worst I, thing to say. I mean, it's the worst because I'd already felt in the, <laughs> Hey, this looks pretty, pretty oh, positive. Yeah. This yeah. Stuff, you know, this looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could, you know, I mean, five hours to, to, to Asia, you know, wherever. Wow. And, and, oh, yeah, this would be good. In fact, we're going to preach at a church in Seremban on our way to London. And we're stopping off for a weekend. Yeah. And I led this pastor to the Lord 40 years ago. Oh, and he's got a God. church of a thousand people wow. now. Thank God. And every God. time we go, he wants us to go and preach for him. And staying with some people that got saved in the church that we pioneered in this town of Seremban. And they've got a lovely home now. And yeah. <laughs> they lived out in the Kampong, that's a Malaysian village, and when we first knew them in this. <laughs> but now all oh, its marble floors and everything were lovely, wow. you know. Anyway, so. So this guy tells you you're the next pastor. Yeah, and so I go to preach at, at Hyde Park on the yeah. Sunday night, and, and, uh, and then out of that comes. And I'm, I'm feeling, oh, maybe this is the place. But nothing was said at that time. Mm. And then I, I go to paradise and I go, and, and in the next four weeks I'm doing it. Mm. And then, yes, Margaret? Don't forget, you ran home said, will you pray? Oh, yeah. I mustn't forget this. Right. When I got to Adelaide, I stayed with some other friends that we knew were friends in Hull, etc. Mm -hmm. And... Um, when I was preaching for Andrew Evans in yeah. the in yeah. the paradise, and uh, I, I'm sharing with them how I feel, you know, maybe the God is leading us to come, and right. uh, and so, oh, it's too long a story that love. I, 
this this camera's going to wear out. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the camera's good. Is it okay. The camera's good. Well, you don't have to go into all the details. No. Uh, well, Give look. Us the highlights. Look. Two years before I went to Australia, Margaret and I were were going to minister at another church, and uh, in this is in Hull when we lived in Hull, and. Uh, she got a vision of a, of, a, of a bottle and the church was in the bottle yeah. and you heard her say this at, yeah, uh, at the yeah, but please yeah, yeah. I love this story yeah, yeah. And, 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 uh, and so she uh, she never said anything we went to the church and we preached and did the service and everything and, but, and then I went off uh, Doing some missions work mm. that way, and I came back on the Wednesday, and Margaret, uh, we started talking, and uh, I said, you know, on Sunday I had this vision of a bottle before we went uh, uh, for going to that church, and I feel it has something to do with that church, <laughs> that uh, the the leadership, the, the, there's a cork on the bottle stopping mm. the the leadership from from really getting going and getting yeah. moving and, and she had the same vision but no cork on the bottle there it was uh, it had wow. been blown off yeah. and uh, and then she's crying you know she well I had that same vision she's crying then I know I said well I, I, and then here we are two years later this lady Margaret Dyson who actually was just on the phone to us yesterday <laughs> and, re and, and repeated it she's 94 yeah. and she said do you remember that letter I wrote to Margaret? And she wrote Margaret, oh, we've just found Bob preaching at our church in Maradise. Oh, it's been fantastic. And she said, it's like a cork blown off the bottle. Uh, so that was in the letter. That was two years later. And I'd asked Margaret, would she pray about coming to oh. Australia? Because, yeah. of course, now she wouldn't do everything. I <laughs> 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 Now I've changed Now I say, oh, would you pray about coming to Australia? <laughs> she gets this letter. Oh, God. But not only that, she still wants something more from God. Oh, she's not satisfied with that. Mm. No, Lord, I need something from your word as well. Yeah. And, and she's reading through the word, and it's where Elijah has, uh, is uh, at the brook Cherith, and and is told leave here and go, and go eastwards <laughs> and, mm. and and australia is southeastwards from london from, from uk yeah. leave here and go eastwards wow. she brings me up yeah. says we're going mm. you know wow. that's all i need to hear yeah. <laughs> wow and so that was how it all and then of course the church in perth in the meantime invited us when i went back to perth yeah from all this uh, australia trip after yeah. four weeks i was going back to the perth to fly out back to london yeah to go back home and i was meeting with the eldership there they asked me to meet with them and at that meeting the day before i flew out they said would you become the pastor of, of high street wow. and they invited me to come and tim hall was the pastor then wow tim hall yeah that's and incredible. they thought they were going to get somebody normal after Tim Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but God had other things but in God mind. But God had other things in mind. And so you, and, yeah, keep going. And it's, uh, we've got some friends, Stephen, Jackie Griffiths. Uh, uh, Stephen 
was the secretary of the executive here when I was on the executive, so very friendly. Mm. And he just said a few, a few, we were having lunch together here in Manjay. He said, Bob, he said, you were just the right person yeah. to go and sort Hyde Street out because it was a very strong eldership, you know, very strong, yeah. not eldership, board. They had a board, it was like a business, you know, a, a board. Different, right. And uh, so it's a very strong eldership. And again, can I, can I emphasize the fact these guys are great people, all great people. Yeah, men of God. I would never rubbish them, I would never say a thing against them. And even though it was hurtful what had to happen, mm. and uh, you know, it, 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 was, it, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, I come back to this point that when you go somewhere with a vision, and it's God that's told you. Yeah. You can't get away from mm, God. Yeah, you know, yeah. if it's got, it's easy. If somebody's just voted you in, oh, well, you can vote you out and that's it. Mm. But if it's a God thing, mm. and you think, I haven't completed the decade, because he gave me this vision, the decade of destiny. <laughs> Talk to us about that. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the decade of destiny. A document. Yeah. This is Tim Hall's vision. Tim Hall, it's got at the bottom of there. Tim Hall. Okay. That's his vision of what he wanted to see Hyde Street do. And I come with my vision, and it's the same as wow. his vision. Wow. And I call mine the implementation plan. He got the vision. I'm building on yeah. that vision, but I feel it's something God's given me. You know, a decade of destiny. I got the decade of destiny uh, uh, thing in my heart as well, you see. Mm. Right, 10 years. Let's yeah. give God 10 years to do something. Wow. Uh, so we've got plenty of time to, to work things out. And, and of course, I'm trying to relocate the church and finding new buildings and this and that. But no, no, it's, uh, until one time, <laughs> somebody, somebody, oh no, I won't say that, never mind. So you were trying to relocate the church. I was trying to. And, and, and you're in talking fact, about in in my actual document. Yeah. I've actually put down one of the things. If you want me to be the pastor here, is that we must relocate this church. Okay. It's written in the in the thing. Yeah. But but when it came to actually doing it, it wasn't so easy it's for them changed, to accept that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you know. They poured their money into this place. They paid the tithes for years. Their whole families have been. There's all intermarried families that are all connected with it. It's wow. all, uh, and uh, and I can understand that. You know, it's it's it's, it, and there's something very precious and lovely about that. You know, intergenerational uh, handing on of the baton. You know, yeah. it's, it's something fantastic, and it is wonderful. And to see all these families with their kids serving God and their grandkids serving God yeah. you know it's brilliant it was brilliant and and it was lovely but but you're the guy that God was, chose to yeah to, to expand and blow that to try and, and Neil Smith and Ken Fletcher were my uh, Neil Smith was my youth pastor and Ken Fletcher was my associate pastor wow. and we were together and we all resigned on one occasion the whole three of us were resigned yeah. that's it we're not we, we oh there was a, 
to change because you don't want to move. You yeah, know, you're no, not prepared no. to. So how can we keep pattern? No, 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 you mustn't do that. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, so when we get back on track, and it still isn't there. It's mm. still not there, the, you know, to sell this place until eventually we sold it for nine, 9.5 million. Mm. Uh, 950,000, sorry. Yeah. Nine, just short of a million. Yeah. And so that gave, and then I handed that over to Phil yeah. When we, you know... So where did you move to? Well, then we just... Oh, I won't go into all that story. But anyway, we moved to Mirabuka to the... Uh, well, first of all, we went to Churchlands um, um, University uh, yeah. and, and rented the uh, performing arts uh, thing. That's where we went first, when we yeah. sold the building. Yeah. But we partitioned into three churches. Neil Smith and Ken took a group... Mm -hmm. up to uh, Woodvale at that time yeah and then uh, 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 Gary Watts yeah uh, took another group uh, in, in, in uh, south uh, of, the, of the river so so we partitioned into three churches and uh, we had a bit left yeah. um, you know 40 or 50 people left that we went to start off Churchlands again you know in, in Churchlands and then from Churchlands we went to the Herb Graham Centre yeah. in Mirabuka and then eventually Phil bought uh, the Malaga yeah. yeah we bought that uh, for four what was it 450,000 yeah uh, and uh, and and now we're in Exchequer Road. That's right. Yeah. And, and during this, where do you pass the baton to Phil and Caroline? So you're talking 10 years. Uh, yeah, that's after that. Uh, so Was it in Mirabuka? Uh, well, before? it was the year 2000 because we all thought the world was coming to an end. And, uh, and all the all the planes, all the planes are going to fly out, out of the sky, drop out of the sky. Well, the Y two K thing, you know. Y two K. We called it the Y two K bug, you know. Yeah. Because all the computers were all arranged. They were all figured out to to, to crash it. Two thousand. They didn't go any further than that. Wow. <laughs> so, so no. Um, it was just time. I I was. Uh, it was just time. I was 65, uh, coming up, well, I was 63. And I realised, look, you've got to hand over. You can't just, mm. partly because I'd seen old pastors hang on. Cool. And hang on. And hang on. Mm. And I said to myself, when my time comes, I am never going to hang on. I'm going to hand over to the, whoever's appropriate, whatever it is. I'm going to do it while I've still got life in my bones, not when I'm a doddering old idiot. Yep. And uh, and uh, and so that's been a, a bit one of my things, you see. How did you I, because I'd come through the experience of taking over with older mm. pastors mm. and older groups and establishing, I thought, I never want to be the one that's going to stand in the way of progress. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to show my, one of my favourite passages Psalm 145 verse 4 one generation shall praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts and that's that's a philosophy that I've carried uh, from, from yeah right from those early days how did you know it was your son that would take over well it wasn't going to be my son that would take over I didn't want him to take over 
Well, I shouldn't say I didn't want him to, but I didn't want any sense of nepotism. Mm. Uh, you know, job for the boys kind mm. of thing. Mm. No way. In fact, it, to to some degree, it was it was a it was an obstacle for Phil. Really, I I, I shouldn't have been like that because. However, I'd got somebody else in mind to take over, mm. and it, I was already months along in secret negotiations with this couple, mm. and uh, trying to work things out, and until eventually I, I said to this couple, look, I've got to share this with the leadership now, we're at a point where we need to share it with the leadership, with the yeah. team, and uh, get their feeling. When I shared it with them, none of them wanted it. Mm. They all said no. It shocked me. Wow. You know, <laughs> It shot me. Hey, I felt this was, you know, yeah. the right way to go. Yeah. However, in the event, it proved right. Mm. But they all said at that very meeting, "We want Phil to be the pastor." Wow. That's what they said. So that was it. You know, that was, that's well, very. Well, Phil, and he went away and prayed about it. And he went away and he went and prayed and fasted for. <coughs> he went with Caroline as well. They went and. and and they came back and they said, yeah, we feel it's right. Wow. And, and so that, they, that was how it happened. Yeah. But not because of me, it yeah. was in spite of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, they took over and, and, and I pulled right back, you know. Mm. In fact, Phil said, oh, Dad, you know, you're sitting there, you never say anything, you know. You, 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 oh, you, wow. I, I said, yeah, no, it's, it's, your, it's your baby now, you've got to sort it out. You know, you, 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 you know, all I did was give him $950,000 and then he could do what he liked with it. And, uh, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> to a degree. As I look back on it now, I think I was wrong in doing that. Yeah. I pulled back too much. Too much. Yeah. I did. I, I, but again, it was, it was this, this disposition. You didn't want to get in I didn't want to mm. be seen as, oh, I'm putting my... However, in the event, Jean-Luc, in the event, do we still have missions connections with India? The vision still going on. Absolutely. Is it going on in Africa? It's it's going on further. Is the church expanding? Going? It is. Yeah. Everything that is in that that decade of destiny yeah. is all continuing to be filled, mm. but not with me, with another generation. Yeah. Mm. So and, that, and that's exactly what will be. Continue till Jesus comes. That's right. It'll be another generation that will rise up, and another. But we've got to be prepared to. Well, I was going to say to sow into that generation. Which word? But to be honest, I am not a good trainer of people. Um, anybody that ever catches anything does it by accident from me, <laughs> not not because of of intention. Um. Phil is a fantastic trainer of people. Yeah, Phil's yeah. brilliant at that. He, oh, he's just awesome. Um, and I see that gifting in him. He takes attention to sitting with people one-on-one, yeah. take time, yeah. build relationships. Whereas I'm a broad brush man. Yeah. You know, I just see the big picture. But I need people who are detailed people. Yeah. That's why I was blessed with Ken Fletcher and Neil Smith, yeah. detail people. Yeah. I could have the big brush ideas and the vision and and, 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 and it's easy to do that. Yeah. And if I, one of my weaknesses is... The details. Yeah, yeah. 
In fact, when I did my master's degree in leadership, when I was 72, yeah. <laughs> talk about slow learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I heard some of the stuff and I was doing you know, the research in the books and I was reading it, I was reading it. Oh, and the lecturers, oh, if I'd known this mm. 40 years ago, yeah. how different good things have been. Yeah. But maybe not, you know, maybe I just needed to not have that in some instances yeah. so that I could just be sure that I'm just purely acting out of what I genuinely believe to be a conviction of my heart yeah. that God gave me. That was it. And not got the expertise or the, uh, you know, the fancy ability to do it in yourself, mm. but just knowing. <laughs> and and it's been it's been a series of miracles over and over again. Mm. Um, you know, I actually signed to go and get the bowling alley in Osborne Park. There's a bowling alley, and I actually put our our church seal on and signed wow. to as a, a, a memorandum of understanding to go and buy that building. Wow. And uh, and when it came about, you know, the, our, the Lord really delivered me from that because uh, it, it it could have worked, and and it it would have worked, but. There was only, when it all came down to it, there was only 12 car parking bays designated in the 140-odd car bays of the site to that bowling alley. Mm. And we wanted it for, I thought, the whole, in fact, in the document that he gave me, it said that all these were, and that was what got me out of it. Mm. And in fact, Tony Vellalonga, the mayor of uh, Stirling, I went to the council meeting where this company that were, that we were buying it off, we're taking the initiative to get the, the planning officer to change. Uh, wow. You know, because we'd signed, we'd said we'd, we were a memorandum, we were going to buy it. Mm. And uh, and Tony Vellalonga came to me in the meeting. He uh, 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 said, Bob, do you really want this building or not? I said, no, we don't want it. He said, leave it with me. <laughs> so... so Right. But it was only because in their write-up they said that all these car park bays were available and they weren't. Mm. There was only actually... Tr I mean, maybe they would have been available on a Sunday, mm. but that's not the point. You know, they, they, we may have wanted to do things during the week. Yeah. And yeah. So so God delivered us from that, you know, my, yeah. my inexperience in that matter... And God does those things for you. Wherever our deficiency in inadequacy is, he makes up for it when he sees our genuine intentions. And, yeah. and you've got to have, uh, you know, your motive's got to be right and your heart's got to be right. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got to be genuine uh, from even though it might cause hurt and difficult and not everybody can accept it if you're genuinely sincere and you do everything you can yeah. uh, to uh, to help the situation, not yeah. to inflame it. Yeah. And I guess that's why it took 10 years. <laughs> well, it took 11 years actually for it to actually to happen. Yeah. Uh, it was in the 11th year that we sold the building and, and that all went through. And we got a massive amount of money here. Yeah. Um, there was actually a claw, no I won't say that.
<laughs> well, can I ask you, um, through through all this journey you've been on, um, what do you see your main emphasis in ministry, your main gifting ministry has been through all those different experiences and churches and missions? And uh, As I look back on it, um, our, our journey has actually kind of gone in 10-year mm-hmm. bits, actually, yeah. and and it seems as if I, I, I am a bit of a groundbreaker, yeah. a, a bit of a trailblazer. Yeah. Uh, but not in a. Uh, I mean, I like to think of it in a nice way, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because I love people. Yeah. I do love yeah. people, and I've got a heart for them. Mm. And I'm not deliberately trying to be some obstreperous uh, individual. Uh, but I, I come back again to it. If God speaks to you, mm. He speaks to you, and you either renege on mm. on your spiritual integrity uh, in favour of an easy life, or you stick with it by the grace of God. Yeah. And it was tough when Ken and Neil left us and started this other. Ch- but I honoured them. They'd stuck with us for ten years yeah. with the decade of destiny, yeah. and they'd served with us, and they'd they'd, they'd oh, brilliant people still are brilliant mm. people and yeah. and uh, uh, so no no I, I, I honor them uh, highly they stuck with it and <laughs> and, uh, and here we are another generation is running with it you so, know and, yeah. yeah can I, can I ask as well so you I would definitely agree you're a groundbreaker and there just seems to be this spirit of pioneering that's mm. on yeah that's just carried yeah. through yeah I mean you know, his son Phil, he took the, ch- the church through another change and yeah. we saw incredible growth there. He did. When he handed it on, there was yeah. just that spirit as well, Pastor Josh. Yeah. You know, which we've gone through a lot of changes as well there. Yeah. Um, and it's just like this groundbreaking and, yeah. and sort of taking ground, taking yeah. new territory, thinking big picture and actually putting our our money where our mouth is as well and staking yeah. our lives on it. Uh, you know, and so the Grace Life family, which was City International Church, and yeah. you know, before that, you know, it just keeps growing and growing, and people yeah. impacted by that. Yeah. Uh, can I ask, how did you make sure that you stayed true to to the call of God? So there is that inner conviction, but I can't imagine it would have been easy being the one that God used in these situations and environments to to sort of, you know, yeah. pop the lid off the bottle in, 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 a, in, in a matter of saying. So how, how, how did you stay true? What helped you? Give us some, some tips and a bit of advice there. Yeah, I'd like to be really spiritual. <laughs> when, you question, when you ask that question, when you ask that question, I know, uh, but I think basically it's God has given me a disposition where I never harbour a grudge. Yeah. I never hang on to. I can I can fall out with somebody yesterday and today. That's it. And mm. God bless you. You know, I love you. That that that's it. You know, I I'm not one for. I haven't got the brain power to remember all the things anyway that I, uh, to mm. be to be vindictive or to to be like that. I, I, yeah. I, God has blessed me with a. 
and that's why I keep saying, you know, even in all of the trials of these different scenarios, I never, I never want to rubbish any of the people, Correct. because they're all good people. Uh, in their own heart, about them. Yeah. they're children of God. They love God, That's right. and so I'm going to live with them forever one day. Mm. And unfortunately, they're going to have to live with me forever one day too. But I think that disposition of being able to not, not, not get carried away with, with and being able to go to bed at night and just sleep. Yeah. You know, I, in spite of everything that could. You know, I mean, maybe occasionally there might be, but generally speaking, I can just go to bed and that's it for that day. And then I wake up. This is the day the Lord has made, and in it I will rejoice and I will be glad. And I think that joyful spirit that I do have, I do labor on the joy of the Lord yeah. because mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord is your strength, yeah. and that is a key thing if you can maintain that disposition because to be honest I don't have the skills intellectually or any other way to accomplish things that I see God has accomplished Uh, it's not because of my intellectual ingenuity or anything like that it's just because of sometimes just dogged stickability to what you feel is what God has said yeah, it's just a, it's just as simple as that. Just sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's brilliant. And yeah, and that's why it's easy for me to serve somebody else's vision mm. because I'm I'm happy to serve somebody else's vision. Yeah. Now that my vision, as far as my involvement is concerned, I can't. I mean, I'm limited with my physical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a seat to sit down when I preach at these churches and that kind of thing. <laughs> and they're going to see a bit of a daughter in old Bob, not the, not the usual kind of lively Bob. Yeah. But uh, but that disposition is still there and, uh, and, and it carries on to the next generation as well. There. And everybody's different too. Everybody handles circumstances differently. And I think in my particular instance, in answer to your question is, it's just the grace of God. Yeah. I think it's just the grace of God. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. The kindness of God yeah. and the goodness of God. And, and yeah, one of my prayers virtually every day is Psalm 37. And it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Yeah. So I say, Lord, I want to trust in you and do as much good as I can yeah. to all the people I can in any way that I can today. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Mm. I pray this prayer every day. In fact, I apologise to God sometimes for saying it. <laughs> sometimes I said, Lord, I, I know you must get fed up with me saying this, but but it means something to me to, to, to dwell in the land. Dwell, be at peace in the land, in where you are. In your environment, in your... I mean, God's blessed us with a lovely place. No wonder I can dwell in this land. This is easy. Yeah, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. It's the faithfulness of God that's done it. Mm. It's not my faithfulness. Sometimes I've not been all that faithful. Mm. But God never denies himself and he still stays faithful. And 
and he still loves me and he and he lets me feel as if I love him he loves me as well you know so I dwell in the land and feed in his favor I delight myself in the Lord yeah. and I know it's a <laughs> And I used to say, I delight myself in you, Lord, so you can give me the desires of, your, of my heart. But I don't delight myself so he can yeah. do it. But when you do delight yourself in the Lord, he does do it. Yeah. He gives you the desires of your heart. And here I am, a blessed man at this age. Yeah. Blessed in being in fellowship with, you know, just being a part of you guys at my age. A, bit, a part of this team. A, you know, being... And it's not a patronising thing. It's a it's a real thing, and and I'm 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 a part of it at, yeah. at, at my age, and I'm just enjoying it. Joining, delight myself in the Lord. He's giving me the desires of my heart, and and the last is is uh, commit your way to the Lord. Mm. Trust also in Him, and He will bring it to pass. Yeah. And so I'm committing my way to the every day, just committing my way to the Lord today. What is it for today, Lord? Yeah. And I'm, sometimes I'm, I've got my nice little office there, and I'm, and I'm into the Word in the morning, and I'm, oh, I'm getting revelation now beyond beyond my wildest dreams. I'm the Holy Spirit. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I've got the time to do it. You know, I mean, yeah. here I am. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so, so that's I guess that's it. That's my key. That's yeah. my. Uh, just sticking with it what you feel yeah. uh, genuinely that God has shown you and not just in some stubborn way but in a sensitive way and, and you know and, and asking God am I right or you know have I heard it wrong you know yeah. please tell me if this yeah. is not right yeah. you know bang me over the head hit me with a 10 pound sledgehammer or something wow. if I'm not right don't let me proceed in ignorance or in stupidity or mm. uh and I believe that God has done that, you know, and yeah. just helps us as we go. And we, you know, like even sometimes, like Paul says, we are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit said no. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to be prepared to be said no to with yeah. God. You know, is this no? Like we're thinking of selling this house, and Margaret says, but God hasn't told us to. Yes, that's <laughs> you right. know, so yeah. why do? Yeah, right. So we don't sell it, that's awesome. it. Because God gave it to us. Yeah. I mean, I won't go into that story, but that is a... Yeah. Margaret gets revelation of the Word in such supernatural ways. Yeah. Her simplicity of faith. She's mm. very simple in, in her faith, in, in her relationship with God, you know. <laughs> she's not super theological, but she's... She's absolutely real. Wow. And... Uh, she didn't want to buy this land here. I wanted to get this land. Mm. She said, well, because she'd said, if, if they'll reduce it by 10 grand, I'll believe it's God. Mm. And they didn't. They said no. So she said, well, it's not God then. Mm. But I really felt we should have it, you know. <laughs> and I rang Phil. I said, talk to your mother, will you? Daddy said, she really believes it's God. You know, she can't get past that. If it's God, it's God. So that night I went to bed mm. at nine o'clock and Margaret was up and she said, Lord, just show me from your word. Have I got to have we got to buy this land or what? And she said, Well, I've already read my portion for today, so I'll read tomorrow's portion. 
And she read to Morris Post, and it's when David went to buy the field of her own for the, for, and wow. he said, oh, you can have it. He said, no, no, I don't. I'll pay the full price, David wow. said. And it says that in the Bible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll pay the full price. Wow. <laughs> and God speaks. Just, just like that. Oh, my goodness. That blew goodness. me away the next morning when, when she told me. Oh, I asked God for three things. Uh, buy the land. Uh, Pay the full price and don't worry. Those are the three. I wanted to get an answer to those three things yeah. when I read my Bible last night. No, That's no. <laughs> pay the full price. He says, buy the land. <laughs> pay the full price. And she said, well, you're not told me about worrying. He said, well, I don't have to worry <laughs> if you told me <laughs> if that. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. I'm aware of the time. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's one o'clock, isn't it? Almost one. Um, I want to say thank you. I think that um, what I love is the fact that you not only have pioneered such an incredible, um, incredible history, and I know Pastor Josh says it all the time, is that we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm. He does, and he, uh, he's so you know, honouring of that. Yeah, he? yeah, he is, and I think it's it's warranted because of how faithful you've been um, yeah. and how, you know, very, you know, stick like that stickability to yeah. the vision, but as well at the same time as having your hand wide open for God to take it at any time. Yeah. It's really good. I think for me growing up in Grace Life, I've been um, really blessed by your presence there. Mm. Um, I don't know of a lot of churches that have, previous pastors mm. actually part of the congregation part of the serving team yeah. part of part of the story continuing to be part of the story yeah. um, so you know it, to say that you are a father of the house but a father who is present and hasn't left and gone <laughs> right you go and do your own thing kind of thing that you've been present yeah. through present through this whole time and, and yeah. serving with such joy uh, such yeah. humility um, championing us, championing um, well, everything that's going on. Yeah, it's not. You are champion. Even more. So, you know, I, yeah. look at you, I look at I look at you guys, and I think, wow, you guys you know, just championed all of you. And the giftedness that's amongst you is incredible. You know, I, like I shared at the elders meeting, you know, the, the spread of disposition, even and an approach, and and personality, not to mention di divine deposit and mm. the spread of it is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what more could you ask for, you know? Right. And here I am, I don't, I don't have to carry the responsibility. <laughs> I just enjoy it. Well, thank you for coming. No worries. Would you pray for us? Would I you pray will. For Father, yeah. it's so it's so good of us that, that we're able to be together like this and, and to share these things. And it's true, one generation does. And it's not just the older to the younger, it's the younger to the older as well. They, that generation shares with them the mighty acts of God. And it's a two-way thing, it's not just a one-way thing. And we bless you, Father, for our time. That, that we have in serving you and in, in being a blessing that you want us to be so that out of it all 
Jesus is exalted and the kingdom of God is extended and the people of God are edified and, and, and all things will begin to work out after the counsel of your will because to be in your will is better than success. And, and, and we, we just look for that all the time. And I pray, keep your hand on John, Luke and Alex and, and Scott and Stella and, and, and Josh and, and Kylie and, and Alison and John and, and John and Janet and all the team. All It's just fantastic. And just keep your hand on Laura as she's getting out of this sickness and just give her complete health again. And so we commit our ways to you and and Alex and uh, and Andrea and their family and and the challenges that they have as well. But we commit it to you and we thank you that you're going to work things out after the counsel of your will and you're not in a hurry and the last chapter hasn't been written yet and we just commit ourselves to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bob. God bless well that's it folks that's the end of that um, two part episode with the bonus episode if you haven't heard it yet um, on Pastor Bob's life now what I loved about the heart that, that, that is behind all of those words is just how much Pastor Bob loves people how much he champions people along how much he's for people that he never um, mistakes what God called him to as being disconnected from serving people and um, I hope you got I hope you got blessed by that I've listened to this now twice myself and just every single time I'm really um, I'm really getting more and more and more out of it and I, I love his point on stickability so I hope that that's what you get that's that's a you know that's that's one of the things that you you sort of look at and you ask God to help you out with and, and I'm, I'm praying that that's something that we see more of even in our um, in our current culture if you're new thanks for tuning in if you're returning thanks for coming back um, it's, it's it's an honor to be to be to have sat with Pastor Bob and so I hope that you were blessed by that conversation um, also want to th- say massive thanks to Pastor Alex for coming down with me and asking some of those questions as well um, massive contribution different way to look at things and um, yeah you'll be hearing from Pastor Alex in a future episode he was in the last apologetics episode but this is me signing out I will, you will hear from me in the next one thank you so much for tuning in let me know how you got impacted by this I'd love to hear from you